Eagle Nation. You're listening to Gotta Talk, a podcast dedicated to all things Georgia Southern football. Now, here's your hosts, Matt Monty and Cody Anderson. Well, Cody, I don't know about you, but if Georgia Southern keeps having games like we've seen um, in, the, in the first two uh, games of the season so far, I'm not sure my heart can take it. I'm not sure I can make it even half a season without having a, a triple bypass. Uh, you know, Georgia Southern obviously coming up on the short end this time um, on the road in Lafayette to a ranked Louisiana team, uh, 20 to 18 um, after an impressive comeback and, and you know, two two plays that, you know, will definitely be talked about for a long time in Georgia Southern history, um, fell there on a 53-yard field goal um, as time expired um, after getting that one-point win against Campbell in the season opener. But a lot to unpack with that game, a lot of positives to take out of the game, a lot to be hopeful and optimistic about, obviously disappointing in the loss, um, but a lot to be hopeful for. Um, we'll also talk about in this episode previewing our, our next game, um, next one up, where we head back to Louisiana to face UL Monroe, a much different team than the team we just faced, um, and hopefully looking to right the ship and, and get back on the winning track and proving to 2-1 and one on the season and 1-1 and one and one in the Sun Belt uh, Conference. So, uh, Cody, you know, just, I guess, just overall thoughts on the game. Um, you know, obviously disappointing that we lost, but uh, again, like I said, uh, just uh, a lot to kind of be optimistic about. Yeah, it's a kind of... <laughs> You know, after the first game, everybody was like, I'd rather have an ugly win and a pretty loss. And I feel like we got the pretty loss this week. And I don't know how I feel about either one of them. Uh, there's a lot to take away of it. There's a lot of positivity to take out, out of this Louisiana game. Um, I think I really, the only thing I'm disappointed about is just the scoreboard and, and the end outcome. Outside of that, I thought overall we played really, really well. There's some things that we'll touch on here in a second um, on the overall review of the game that... We will have questions on or I think are good topics to discuss. But overall, I actually really enjoyed everything about that game, just except outside of the, the outcome. Um, but yeah, the, the cardiac doctors here in Statesboro and Savannah should have a, should have a lot of uh, patience here over the next three or four months if this is how every game is going to be. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and uh, yeah, so I guess let's kind of break down. Let's let's take the the fifty three yard field goal out of it for now. Obviously, we'll touch on that. But let's you know let's take kind of the result out and and kind of unpack everything else. Uh, so before the game, leading up, you know, three separate times we brought this up in in our original preview of the game. Um, we went as a guest on the Rage and Review, the fan podcast for Louisiana. We talked about it there. And then we had one of the co-hosts, I had one of the co-hosts, uh, Josh from the Rage and Review, uh, join me for a bonus episode. And it was brought up there that the key for us to that game to win was to not come out flat, was to come out with an intensity, with a desire to win, with that blue collar mentality that we talk about so much. And, and, and come out ready to play and, and, and fired up. And we saw that. We saw that, you know, um, and it, it was refreshing to see, um, you know, obviously with that that first drive um, with a 15 play drive lasting over eight minutes. Yes, it didn't result in points. I know that was disappointing for a lot of people. A lot of fans are pointing back to that of, you know, one of the reasons why we lost. And of course, you can point to a million different things. Um, but I, you know, I, I couldn't be happier, not just with that first drive, but just, just, you know, you, you saw, you know, after, after the big play and then the fumble out of the end zone and, you know, we didn't give up, we didn't give up. We, we came back, we got the stop that we needed less than two minutes on the clock. We drive down, we have the great catch by Caleb hood. 
number one on Sports Center, and then follow that up with a you know a gutsy call to go for two. We get that, and then we know what happens after that with a fifty-three yard field goal. But again, taking that out of the equation, everything else like I I just really liked what I saw out of the team because they did what we wanted, what we asked for. They 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 came out to win, um, you know, fired up and 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 pretty much kept it kept that mentality for 60 minutes. Yeah. And I, I, I agree with you on that point that that aspect of it, they came out, they played to win. They were aggressive. Play calling was aggressive. The players were up the entire 60 minutes of the football game. It was a dog fight. We all kind of figured that's how the, the game would be. That, that part is, is fantastic and great. I think the key is, is can this be consistent over the next nine games, 10 games that, that we may have? Cause if it is, then I think the season's going to be a pretty good one. But if we do kind of this Jekyll and Hyde thing that we've kind of done the last couple of seasons, well, then it, it'll, you know, I don't, that's, my thing is, is I want to see this consistency before I want to actually yeah, be really absolutely. excited about this. Because what we saw Saturday was really, really great. And I loved every, like I said, I loved every part of it. But I got to see Everything it, but the yeah, result. I yeah. got to see it on a consistent week by week basis. Now, the thing that I think that, we still struggle with is just finishing and that's not just yep. finishing games, but it's finishing drives. If we yep. finish the first offensive drive, if we finish the drive in which we missed a field goal, we win the game easily. And that's not even counting the touchdown that, that the fumble through the end zone. Sorry, my three-year-old's with me. So she's going to probably interrupt every now and again. Um, but, um, but I mean, if, if you just finish those two drives right there, then, then that's it that then we don't even have to worry about the field goal at the end of the football game. Yeah. And, and I mean, and that, that really is the theme. I mean, consistency moving forward and then, and then finishing. And I mean, I guess let's, let's go back to that first drive. Like I said, you know, uh, 15 plays, um, 68 yards over eight minutes. That is a quintessential classic Georgia Southern drive. Eat up clock. We held them to just one possession in the first quarter. And, you like everything about it, but the final result, we go for it. Uh, we go for it on fourth down twice during that drive. The first time, uh, obviously converting on a, uh, a fourth and two from the uh, Louisiana 16 on a shy works run for four yards. Then a few plays later, we get in a similar situation, fourth and one on the three. They do an option call. Probably not the best read on that. The inside run looked more open than the outside. They had that locked down. Shy keeps it on the outside for a four-yard loss, turnover on downs. You know, I guess, Cody, you know, the question that everybody's asking is whether or not you should kick the field goal. No. I I, I was fine with yeah. it. I was fine with the decision. Obviously, you're not happy with the result. Again, we came to win the game. At that point in the game, it was the first drive of the game you had to think that field goals weren't going to win this game. Now, with the lo and behold, the field goals won now. the game. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, field goals won the game. But yeah, this was a high-powered offense. Yes, they were missing some starters, but you had to think that field goals were not going to win it. That was a mentality that you had to have. Um, you know, there's there's no crystal ball. We did not know that it was going to end up being a low-scoring game um, by all accounts. I mean, 20-18 against a team like Louisiana is a low-scoring game. 
So yeah, I, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with the decision to go. You can question the play call if you want. I just think maybe the read wasn't as good as it could have been. You hand that to, you know, King up the middle there. It looked like he had some And room. we don't even know if it's um, a read or a true option play, right? It could have been a call to fake right. dive roll to the right or whatever you want to call it. You know, we don't, we don't, we don't know that we're not privileged. You know, we don't, we're not privileged to know what the play call is or know exactly what was designed. It, we know what it looks like, but we can't be 100% certain about that. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, if, if you did hand it to King, let's say it was an option or, or let's say they just changed the play call that looked more open than the outside. You know, he probably could at least grind out one, you know, one yard or so get the first down, if not get a touchdown. But again, with the, the play call to go for it, absolutely fine with it. That was the right call had to do it. And, you know, it still backed them up. You know, yes, we let them drive, Bend don't break kind of defense that we've seen in the last couple of years under Scott Sloan, and we hold them, you know, and, and with a turnover on down. So that was kind of fine for that first, you know, like you said, it, it was a dogfight. It was a, you know, 15 round kind of match uh, where, you know, that that was um, just kind of a even play there, uh, just exchange of punches is, is kind of how I saw that. And I, w- I was good with it. So then, then you move on, you know, because everybody's talking about, finishing and when you really look at like the drive chart and everything outside of that I mean you know we we had obviously the fumble through the end zone but that wasn't a a red zone play you know that was a huge play that that you know should have resulted in a touchdown but didn't um but we only had uh the one other play where we had the uh the got the field goal you know settled for the field goal um after a uh 13 play drive so that one you can point at as, you know, that's one that you'd like to, um, you know, have back. You had a, a third and five incomplete pass, um, and then we we settled for the 27-yard field goal. But, you know, outside, it, it, it's not like from start to finish, it was just unfinished drives. I mean, we, we did a pretty good job. Certainly we can get better in certain areas, but I was – Again, I, I, w- I was just fine with, with, with the game really as a whole outside of, of you know, obviously the final result. Um, but, I mean, what 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 do you think about it? What, what's your thoughts on, on you know, that, you know, I, I agree we need to, you know, obviously get more touchdowns and field goals. But really when you kind of break it down and look at it, I, I think it seemed worse than it was almost of, of, of when it comes to, like, not finishing. Well, I guess where I'm coming from is that anytime you get inside the 40, the opponent's 40 yard line, you have to come away with points somehow. And there was two incidents, you know, two cases clearly where that didn't happen. And that's, that's really where we lost the ball game. So it's not really so much that we need to get more drives. I would agree that we still have to get more drives to get inside and push it into the opponent's end of the field. But when we're there, we've got to make sure we get points. Now, I, I, I'm with you. I completely agree that the first drive going for it, trying to get the touchdown was the right call. I even think that getting the the field goal there was also the right call and going for it there. I have no problem with the decision-making on this and, and the coaching. I just think it's just more just the finishing, the execution of it, and, and, and actually in, in securing those points. And, you know, I, I don't know if that's a – Players or coaches practice whatever I you know I I don't know what that is I I don't I don't know how you fix that in terms of a football team and ensuring that in the next game and games after when we get that far into an opponent's territory that we get the points or that we get the touchdown or the field goal or whatever but 
I'll see a lot of people complain about play calling or that um, this player didn't get enough touches or this player got too many touches or whatever. And I don't think that's really any of it. I just think it just comes down to just finishing those, those two drives. And if you just finish those two drives there, we win the football game easily. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you know, a lot of people are saying, you know, get Kennedy the ball more. Um, you know, he had seven carries. You had Jake D. King with uh, 24 carries, so definitely uh, led the bunch there. Yeah, and I want to – But you also got Kennedy involved in the passing game. So, yeah. I mean, you know, he, well, he was involved. He was involved, you know. and um, you have to also remember, too, that Coach Lunsford was very adamant throughout the week that we have to ensure that these guys are game ready and in game shape from those who had been out either for COVID-related issues or injury-related issues. Now, we don't know who or what. We kind of have a guess, but we don't know who. So regardless of why Wesley Kennedy was out, if he didn't start practicing until Tuesday or Wednesday, he probably was really not that much in game shape when it comes to Saturday. So maybe 10, 11, 12 touches was his max or all that they felt comfortable giving him. So I think that's something to kind of consider when we're asking or when you sit there and have people complaining, well, this player didn't get that many touches. Well, you kind of have to take into account everything that's going on. I mean, if he didn't really start practicing with a team or start really kind of getting in shape until, say, Tuesday or Wednesday, then that's going to affect how how much time he is on the field and how many times they give him the ball. Right. Well, and it's it's not like we didn't have any other playmakers, right? Exactly. It's not, yeah. It's not it's like exactly. it's not like we didn't have anybody else doing things. Like, I mean, JD King, you know, on on uh, twenty four carries, hundred yards, um, averaging over four yards a carry. Like he he carried the ball. You know, he grinded out a lot of yards. Um, you know, up the middle. Um, you had Matt LaRoche with with the one big run. Um, and then obviously passing game. You know, we we passed for two hundred and fifty five yards, as most in eleven years, I believe. Um, you know, dating back to to the Hatcher years, I guess, right? So certainly a, a career day for Shy Wirtz throwing the ball. Um, but you know, also also running. You know, he had uh, ten carries, thirty two yards, and and got some key first downs for us. So I mean, we we had good kind of play all around. I mean, you and I both agree, Wesley Kennedy is you know, one of our best players, if not our best player and, and best playmaker and certainly have to get him the ball. Um, but I, you know, I, I, I'm kind of fine with it. I agree with what you're saying. I mean, I think, I think that was kind of maybe a more cautionary thing and, and it would probably have increased if just nobody else was producing, yeah. but we, we, we saw production across the board. So I think it was fine. And I think you're going to see production for Kennedy increase um, as we, yeah, you're going to, you're going to um, see this production increase, but also too, you got to remember there's only a limited number of snaps. There's only so much they can distribute the ball through, right? You know, if, if we're only going to have 60 to 70 plays every game, there's really, you know, you got to consider, you know, JD's probably going to get his 20 shy is going to get his 20 to 30 via throwing or running. So that really only leaves another 15 to 25, probably max to split between everybody else on the football team. So, you know, I guess outside of those drives, I mean, let, let's, t- let's talk about the, the, the final drive for us. Obviously you, you had the fumble. Um, a lot of people were pointing to that, but, but here's the thing about that. You know, obviously, yes, that kid is going to learn from it. Um, I went back and watched that play, you know, several times as hard as it was. And I, I'm not even sure he was, you know, extending the ball. It looked like he was uh, switching hands, maybe to extend, maybe to even jump out and, and uh, kind of do like a Michael Vick type move where you go over the pylon and that kind of thing. But he lost it even before the extension. But anyway, he's going to learn from that uh, young player. But, you know, people want to, you know, yes, it was a, it was a big play. And you and I both thought, you know, and this goes back to us, um, 
you know, not, not giving up and, and, and that mentality to, um, keep fighting. You and I both thought the game was over, you know, after that play. Yeah, and it, it, well, it, it obviously wasn't. Our text yeah. message was quite funny because right before that play happened, I see, I, I, and we can pull up the text messages if, but we, I seriously text you that we need big plays. And I think one of the most frustrating things with our fan base about our offense is that we don't have explosive plays. And seriously, the yes. next play was that pass. And I was like, well, look, we're about to get this almost 60 yard right. touchdown pass here. This is, this is a perfect timing. Um, Unfortunately, it didn't work out. Um, I am quite curious how the game would have changed because with like that happened with I think about six right. and a half minutes exactly. left. You probably kicked yes. the field goal for the tie at that point. So then what happens? Because now it's right. just a six minute shootout between both teams. There's Louisiana exactly. and try to five five forty eight five forty eight on the clock with that. You know, yeah, he he gets that. Yeah. You definitely. So I there's mean, no I think guarantee to say you don't that go for we two. even win the game because we probably just kicked Correct. the field goal at that point. I mean, kick Correct. the extra point. Yep. And you don't know Louisiana may come down and kill clock and drive all the way down, whatever, and kick the, a chip shot field goal with two seconds left. You don't know how the game would have, um, ha- what would have happened after that moment. Um, so for that young man, you know, as as any athlete would know, that's a gut-wrenching moment. But at the same time, uh, hopefully he knows that that didn't cost him the football game and there's no guarantee of him scoring that we still win that football game. Right. And his players had his yeah, back. Exactly. That was the thing. I mean, they, they, they completely, uh, you know, uh, made up for that um, with, with those next two drives. Yep. And, and you're right. I mean, we, again, we scored there. Louisiana's play calling changes yeah. and, and same thing with the two point conversion. That's why we, we that's yeah. why I never even mentioned that, that play at the beginning of the episode with, because I felt like those two first drives or those first drives in which we didn't score points was much more important and had much more of an effect on the game than what happened yes. with that, with that, touchdown or the, with that fumble through the yeah, end it's a it's a weak art yeah, it's a weak exactly. argument when, when you're seeing on social media and people were like oh the fumble lost this game it's like no you obviously don't know anything about football <laughs> <laughs> you know we don't know I, anything I, honestly, about football like, but we at least know that we, we, yeah but but like with you know sh- sure if if it hit ended up being um where uh, you know that was basically the end of the game we end up having a three and out we punted away and then uh you know, they come down and score again or they get a field goal or, or whatever. Um, obviously, you know, you can maybe point to that. But, uh, you know, again, we, we had his back. We came. We got the stop we needed, got the ball back. And let's talk about our final drive there. <laughs> Just really impressive. I mean, you had the first pass to Caleb Hood for 11 yards. Um, then another pass to Malik Murray for seven yards. Shy Wirtz gets a first down on a 10-yard run. Then uh, had the big play. Uh, Sports Center top ten uh, number one highlight, twenty eight yard pass from Shy Wirtz to Caleb Hood, miraculous catch, um, one handed in traffic, double covered. It was a great pass, even greater catch. Um, let's just talk about that uh, to start. You know, we've we've mentioned Caleb Hood on this podcast before. Um, you know, he, he's a young guy and a lot to look forward with this kid um, running the ball, but obviously also in, in in the passing game. You know, just a great effort. Yeah, it definitely was a great effort, and you can even argue that the Shy Wirtz play after the touchdown could have been a top ten play as well. I mean, he should have been yeah. sacked in that in, in the in the in the backfield easily, but he made a tremendous athletic play to get out of that, and then had the um, intelligence to keep his eyes up and scan for receivers. And I mean, let's just put it this way: Anderson was not really all that open on that play. 
He had a he no. had a defender on his back, and he whipped it in there. And I mean, it was it, it was a fantastic play. That whole that series was great. Play calling was great. Um, I love the fortitude to just go ahead and go for it, go for the win. Again, yeah. I, I texted you right before that to say let's go for two, let's win this now. You have to. And, and yeah, I, and and again, I'm 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 fine with that play call. I think it was the right play call. And talk about how the game can change. Obviously, everyone's looking at the defense and and pointing fingers and and placing blame there on oh we let them get in field goal range. I want to talk about that, that in a second. Um, uh, but oh that God. obviously yes. doesn't. Uh, well, no, I know, I know. But that that obviously doesn't even happen if Wurtz doesn't make that play right. If 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 his elbow hits the ground, his knee hits the ground, he gets a sack. That ball falls incomplete. What have you? the game's over, you know, maybe an onside kick, probably don't convert it. And then, you know, they, they kneel on it. Um, you know, that, that that's the game. So you, you have no heroic moment there, no redemption story for that kicker. But so yeah, that uh, while people are going to remember the kick while people will obviously remember, you know, a loss is a loss. Certainly it, it I don't think it should overshadow what this team was able to do to come back to, to rise above the adversity after, you know, potentially fumbling the game away and then, and then coming back and, 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 you know, making two of, of honestly most historic plays probably in FBS history of Georgia Southern to this point. I mean, you know, you watch the coaches show and Lunsford talked about the Wirtz play of, of, you know, I, I was on the field for the Camellia Bowl one and yes, that was a fantastic play and obviously a huge moment, but this is right up there, if not better. Uh, certainly one of his best passing moments that we've, yeah, that we've I think seen. It's, I right? think it's one of his most athletic plays. Now, as far as yeah. like moment and signification and everything like that, I would probably put the bowl game above it. But, I mean, if you're just talking just pure athletic point of view, I mean, defensive end coming out around the edge, unblocked pretty much with a with a beeline straight for him. I mean, and to get out of that, it was fantastic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, do you want to just go ahead and talk about that, that last defensive? Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's, yeah, let, let's, let's break that down. Cause to me, we'll there's talk about other the aspects of the defensive game. I think people can point out to say, this is more of an issue than that last drive. Correct. So, you know, with, with that final drive, we take the one point lead. Um, you know, they, it's a seven, seven play drive, 39 yards. We give them the ball with 54 seconds on the clock. Check now, man was basically the the storyline for that drive. Um, you yes. had uh, two. You had two passes to Trey Regis, uh, one, you know, starting off um, on on the twenty five with a nineteen yard gain uh, for a first down, and then later on had eighteen yard um, play uh, back to Trey Regis again on a check down third and eight needed the stop. Um, didn't get it, and that ultimately, after two incomplete passes, uh, set him up for you know a, a very very long field goal for anybody, uh, but but certainly this kid. Um, so I guess I guess before we kind of talk about the field goal and, and all that, yeah, let, let's break down that drive. Um, you know, yes, you you can point fingers at that, but I agree with you. I think you look at some of the other. You know, other plays defensively throughout the game. Um, and I think that is more. There's other things you can point out that say that this is this is a bigger issue than than that last drive. Um, yes. I, now, in that, I guess you can call it a prevent defense or, or two minute defense or whatever you want to call it. Um, 
the running back was able to come out from the backfield and be open. If you go back and look at the Levi Lewis interception near the end of the first half, you could tell there that nobody had the running back coming out of the backfield. And I pointed that out to a buddy of mine who I was watching the game with and I said, they're going to come back to this play. And sure enough, they did. Um, I'm sure that will get corrected, right? They'll see that on, on film and, and they'll make sure that, that especially for teams that have running backs that can catch and are very athletic like Louisiana has, that we'll have some the responsibility will be clearly assigned as to who's supposed to be on that on that person. I mean, but you can't really get mad at the defense when they allowed honestly 17 points through the entire game against a offense that has done really really well um, mm-hmm. the past season two seasons really. Um, you can look at maybe the the fourth down play in which we jumped off sides that extended a drive. I believe that they scored on that that you know. That's that's something that that's I think more impactful on the game than than the overall last series. Uh, yep. You can look at maybe there's still some secondary issues. There were still some receivers that were open, um, a little yep. bit too much. Uh, now, luckily, Levi Lewis to me didn't appear to be as accurate as he's has been last season and even early, you know, so far through this season. But at the same time, you also have to look at it that Johnson was out most of the game with an injury. We didn't have our best edge rusher on out on the field. Um, you look at the eight players that were off the roster or not playing because of injuries, and you had our best safety not on the field. You had uh, Quinn Williams, who's in the two deep uh, in our linebacker unit, not on the field. You had John Ferguson, who had been playing since he's a freshman, not on the field. You have several people who are very much involved in this two deep defense who were injured that did not participate in this game and yet we still held them to 20 points that's that's pretty yep. impressive that's pretty impressive I, agree. I mean i can't i mean i know that we've gotten on to sloan and his defense before but um you can't get bad at them with this game i mean if you hold a team especially in college to 20 points you should win the way that points are being scored in this game now yeah i i agree i mean it's easy you know it's it's easy to place the blame on the defense but, you know, you tell me that we hold them to 20 points. I say we win the game. You know, I mean, it could, and yes, they, they had some key starters out, um, certainly uh, with um, Elijah Mitchell. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I feel like they that was still a really good football team. It was a really impressive offense still. Levi Lewis, I think, is the best quarterback in the conference. And, you know, I, I, I think he did show it, you know, uh, certainly, uh, you know, arguably his worst game, but they still put up a ton of yards and, and yeah, I, I, you, you, you have to be happy overall with the play of the defense and, you know, talking about the kick, you know, you had people like, Oh, I can't believe they let them get in field goal position. That wasn't field goal position. <laughs> no, that was not, <laughs> that wasn't goal field goal position. range. That wasn't field goal. That's range. not even, you, field you, goal have, range you have for some NFL kickers. Ex- Let's be exactly. Honest. Exactly. Yeah. 50, 50 yards. I mean, Plus fifty yards is is out of range for some NFL kickers. It's certainly out of range for a lot of college kickers. I don't even think um, Coach know, Lunsford let Bass take a field goal longer no. than fifty yards while he was. I here. think his long. I think I think Bass's longest was fifty yards, if I remember okay. right. It, it was fifty. It might have been fifty. Yeah, it, it might have been fifty. I didn't um, think he was but, much further. If any, if it was even further than that, like, and I don't. Remember. I thought he had. I thought he had one fifty-two, fifty-three. He may but have. Anyway, he may have. The, but the, I just, the I point just, is, it's a. 
it's a long field goal. Yes. This kid was one for four coming into the game. His long was 30 yards. And this isn't coming from me. This isn't coming from you. This is coming from like their quote unquote insiders, which th- those guys at the Rage and Review, they know their stuff. And, uh, you know, they, they, you know, broke down with the bonus episode with us. And, and certainly when we were on with them, they knew everything about it. They all said, both said, Kicking was a liability. Yeah. Their kicking game was a liability coming into the game. And I guarantee you, you know, we obviously didn't think to ask because we didn't think the game was going to come down to few goals, um, which why we went for it on that yeah. first drive. You know, but if if we asked them, hey, if it came down to field goals, how do you feel? They would say terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I guarantee you I, if they would if say not said, confident at all. The game comes down to a 53-yard field goal with your kicker who was one for uh, four, two for five, if you include the two field goals earlier in the game. Right to to win the game for y'all, I guarantee you they'd be like, we don't like our chances. Without knowing right. the outcome, I guarantee you they're like, well, we're not going to win that game. You he know? only attempted one other field goal this year from more than forty yards. So so coming into the yeah. game, you know, he had he was zero for one in the game against Georgia State, forty to forty nine, and then you send him out there for a fifty three yard field goal. But let's you just talk ask, about how lucky they even got to have the two seconds left on the clock, right? Because that last right. play was winding down, winding down, and then Levi Lewis yep. do like just like a pop fly, pretty much that the pass you didn't know. Well, first of all, the cameraman got lost and didn't follow yeah, the play. I know, I know. but. You know, I think they start out with nine, ten seconds, and then all of a sudden you look down, and it's like two seconds left, and you're like, "Oh man, he yeah. almost messed that up." And now they got to rush out right. there to get somebody to kick, and and it's just like, "Oh well." It was a desperation I, I, play. Yeah, it was. It's the way. The I mean, of course, of course, you're gonna look back. You're gonna have coach speak. You're gonna have Billy Napier be like, "Oh, I had all the confidence in the world that they didn't have confidence." confidence in <laughs> no, there, there's there's no way you had confidence in that. Again, you you're nervous if Tyler Bass is out there. You're yeah. nervous if if Young Way Koo is out there. So I mean, you know, coming in, there's no way. Now look, credit to the kid. He proved everybody wrong. He including made, Louisiana he made the fans. Kick. Probably he made the kick, and you know, he 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 proved. Not just us wrong, his fans wrong, probably his coaching staff wrong, maybe even himself wrong, right? <laughs> of, of, of he went out there and he made that kick. And, and, and credit to him, who knows, maybe it's the redemption story. Maybe he turns it around and he has, you know, he, he becomes one of the best kickers in the league this year. Probably not. This was probably, you know, kind of a one-off, just one of those things that happens. And that's football. And it yeah. stinks. <laughs> we were on the wrong end of it. But you, you line that the, kid up for that kick 10 times, and he probably makes it one out of 10 times. Yeah. Unfortunately, and, and, the one that he made was the one that counted. And the reason why I think a lot of the fan base is maybe a little bit extra on edge about all of it is because it was very similar to what happened with Minnesota last season. Same yes. sort of thing. You had flashbacks up, of it, and I get it. Yeah, but Minnesota. I mean, you got to look at Minnesota. Look at their wide receivers. You have one of them who's going to come out as a top ten pick this year. Their quarterback is pretty good. He's probably also going to get drafted. It's 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 a tough pill to swallow in both games, but at the same time, both teams made the plays that they had to make. We unfortunately did not. We just unfortunately made one less play than the other team, and that's what that that's. That's the that's the nature of it. Now, is it excusable? Some plans, some fans would say no, it's not. I think you kind of have to look at them separately. To me, the Minnesota game is a lot more inexcusable than this one. Yes, I agree. Because I, agree. I think I think honestly, when I looked at it and I was like, when they were trotting that kid out there, I was like, man, I think we got this one. This, this everything yeah. worked out great. We I, we didn't even I get expected close that thing to, to sail. Yeah, yeah. 
I didn't even think it reached the end zone. I thought it. I thought it would go like wide right. You know, like my the first thing was going to be not really wide, or he was going to try to kick it and not get a much height, and we were going to easily block it. That was the two yeah. things that I thought were going to happen, but that that didn't. And I, it was a great I kick give, right down. Yeah. I mean, right down the middle. And you got it. You got to give. You got to tip yep. your hat to the kid. You yep. have to. You have and, to. And again, you know, maybe maybe that's the confidence. That, you know, we we know kickers. Uh, you know, obviously the 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 kid was recruited. I don't know too much about him, but I mean, he's he's obviously got talent. Um, anybody that can kick a fifty three yard field yeah. goal does. Um, sometimes with kickers, you just need that one kick. Uh, you know, to have motivation to give you that confidence to move forward. So again, maybe maybe this was his turn maybe this was his mark yeah and uh, time will tell but um unfortunately we're we're on the you know wrong end of it but uh, again uh, other than it the wasn't result, like we let be... them come down there in in 30 seconds right. and, and gave him a 25 a shot yard. field goal yes. or gave up a huge pass and i mean exactly. you know the the secondary play was much improved from what we saw against campbell yep. um you saw some great plays there down the stretch not just on that final drive um, but you know, uh, after to set up the, uh, the drive where we had the fumble and then also that you, you had some great, uh, you know, great plays by the defensive backs, one in the end zone, you know, where, you know, they're turning for the ball, they're, they're sticking with a receiver. Um, you know, it, I, it, the, the defense overall played aggressive. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the play. Yeah, I am. So, you know, and, and, and I will say, you know, when I texted you this, I wanted to make a point of it that, I, and I still feel this way today, that this game, I feel better about this game in a two-point loss to Louisiana than I did after the one-point win against Campbell. And what I mean by that, that's not saying I like to lose. Yes, you obviously. do. Matt likes to lose. <laughs> right. I like to lose. That's it. Um, but, <laughs> you know, everyone's going to point it and say, and, and, and I've, I, I called you out at the beginning of the season when, uh, you know, in our preview when you were saying, well, we can lose the game to Louisiana, we'll lose the game. I'm like, no, we have to stop thinking like that. We have to think like every game is a must win. We have to win these games. It's time for us to win these games. So it's not me making excuses. It's not, uh, you know, uh, moral victories and all this, you know, nonsense. You can be happy with the overall play of the team and how they fought and and uh, you know how how they played overall, and still be disappointed with a loss. Yeah, you know that that, and and I, I do. I I I feel more confident. While I'm disappointed, obviously that we lost, I have way more optimism moving forward with the rest of the season of how we played in this game versus what we saw against Campbell. Yeah. I, I agree that with game. that. Now let's let's I had wait very until little after confidence the ULM in this game. team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I had very little confidence in this team after Campbell, and rightly so. And uh, both of us did. And we talked, you know, all week about the, you know, obviously the thirty-three players being out played a factor, but we didn't know how big of a factor it played. And I think we saw, you know, that that it did play a pretty well, significant factor. Now I will. I um, think I played a little bit of devil's advocate with you on this. Louisiana had a close game against Georgia State. I know a lot of people are very high up on the Louisiana train, right, from what they did last year. And right now they're still 3-0. and They beat Iowa State. But they've had two close wins against us and Georgia State. Are we sure, are we really sure this is a really good group of five school? I think so. I, th- I think this is okay. the best team in the conference, and I think it's one of the best in the group of five. I do. Okay. I, I I honestly do. I think you know we didn't get their absolute best um, because yes, they had uh, you know eight starters out, um, but 
I, I still think even with that, they're a very, very good football team. Um, you know, I think App State has taken a few steps back like we expected that they would. Um, that doesn't mean that they can't turn things around. Well, like they with did the in the coaching second staff. half against Campbell. Yeah, they, yeah, right. They, they were trailing against Campbell, and they came back and blew them out of the water. So it will obviously Louisiana plays App State. That's going to be, you know, uh, interesting to watch. And it kind of will tell a lot, I think, about both teams. Yeah. But I, I think Louisiana's for real. I think they're a better team than they were last year. And I, I think they're the team to beat uh, right now, certainly in, in the conference. But I, I think they'll be back um, in the Sunbelt Championship. And the way we played, if, again, we can be consistent and play that way and improve in, in the areas we mentioned, I think we're back on the right track where we can accomplish what we want to accomplish and be there in the Sunbelt Championship well, yeah, game, this game doesn't, against them and get yeah, a rematch. This game does not knock us out of the conference championship game. We still have a, a path, and we still kind of control our own destiny. But we have to we, we have to win. Like, we have to, again, get back to my original point in all of this, is we have to finish. Finish yep. offensive drives. Finish games. Finish defensive um, stops. When you have them on fourth and short, and, and they know this, right? I mean, we've seen this. I mean, this isn't the yeah. first time we've had fourth and short and a team try to have us jump off sides. It's just the one mental right. lapse in, in, gosh, I think it's been three years for Chai Lunsford that this has happened. It just unfortunately happened in a very tight, very competitive battle of a football game. But yep. you still can't have those things happen. And, you know, again, finish. We talked about last week consistency. Let's have that that cutthroat mentality. Let's go out there. Let's really show teams that we're here to win. You know, it's almost like they listened to us, Matt. I mean, they came out there. Right. They did. They did exactly what we what we asked. They're like, hey, man, we want to see that that old Chad Lunsford after that South Alabama game. The, exactly. Yeah. That's what we. And, that, and that's what Step we got on their throat and choke them out. I want to see it. that every it. game. Yeah. Now, if 100%. I see that against ULM, and then I see that the following week. Because after ULM, man, this 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 schedule gets really tough really quick. It you does. get you get App, you get Coastal, you get South Alabama. South Alabama is a team to sleep on. They've improved. Um, you got Texas, Texas State, State. That's Troy. a team. Texas State yeah. should have beat Boston College. Texas State really, yes. honestly, could be undefeated right now with wins they over could. Boston College 100%. and SMU. 100%. And that's yep. that's no that's no slouch schedule. It's no slouch team no. that they're going up against. Right. So you, we have. We have games coming up against all of our opponents, I think, after this ULM game are, to me, formidable opponents that I can see either winning the conference or beating a team that most – like I could see Texas State beating Arkansas State or Louisiana if they catch them on the right day. 100%. Oh, yeah. I can Coastal, see South. I can see South, South Alabama. Any of the, any of those yeah. teams are, are trap. You know, I don't are, even want. It. We call them trap games at the beginning of the season. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't even know if they're trap games no, anymore. They're I think they're just a formidable opponents. Yeah, I, I just you know they they, they are they they're, they're quality football programs, and you know again after what I saw in this game, I think we're right up there. Now you're know, talking about Coastal. probably above them. Yeah, Coastal. Coastal looks- everybody. I, I you know I I, I think we're. Up there, I, I I feel confident about where we are, but again, consistency and finish. That's yep. that's, that's that's the that's team. It. As long as we can keep what we saw against Louisiana, we can accomplish our goals. We can, period. Yep. And and easier said than done. And we've it certainly is. seen under Lunsford that that's not always the case. Sometimes we play up or down to an opponent. But um, we are so getting into the month of October. For those yeah. who don't know, Chad Lunsford is undefeated in the month of October. Yep. So yep. we'll see. You know, Which a good slate of games to be, you know, if, if that yeah, trend if continues, we go we'll need that. Through this, 
if we go undefeated through this October, uh, that's pretty impressive. It's really impressive because you have App and Coastal. It's always November in which we kind of fall off or have a bad week or two, but we're yeah, not there yet. Yep. We have we have this week. It's ULM. I want to see the same intensity. I want to see the same mentality of just going out there and wanting to win the game and put an opponent away early. That's what I yep. think. They, they tried. I mean, they tried to do that against Louisiana. And honestly, if we'd have jumped up seven nothing on them, then we would have stopped them on fourth and goal like we did on their first drive. We could have probably. I don't even want to think about it because I think we could have really jumped up on them and put them away quickly. We got to do that against ULM. I want to see us put a bad team away quickly. ULM. I'm not trying to de- badmouth them or anything, but ULM is not a good football team. They just they're lost. Very, they're a bad. They're a bad football team. They, they just I mean, lost. Let's, yeah. They they lost their best defensive player. They yes. lost their defensive coordinator two weeks before the season. He just upped and, and resigned. Um, offensively, they kind of sputtered. They haven't really looked all that great or impressive in any of their games that I've watched. We this is a this is a game to come out and say, hey, look, guys, we can put away a bad team. We didn't do it against yes. Campbell. We were out. Near, we probably they probably Campbell probably had more scholarships players on the field than we did. Yeah, in all honesty. I mean, and, 17 out of the two deep, the yeah. seven starters. Yeah, so, I mean, and, and we saw what difference that makes. So yeah. I, I, I want to see what I expected against Campbell, obviously, when we previewed that. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we didn't find out till a couple hours before kickoff that 33 guys were going to be out. So, let's hope everybody stays healthy. Um, and, you know, and all, all yep. around and safe um, from obviously COVID, but also injuries and all this kind of stuff. Um, and we can, you know, bring even bring back more players. You know, some some of the guys that 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 missed against uh, we have what seven or eight guys out against. Yeah. Uh, now, Coach Lunsford did say that that Duncan probably wouldn't be back until um, App or South Alabama or something like that, like mid October sometime. Yeah, he mentioned that in the coaches show last night. Yep. So. He probably he won't be back for this game. It appears. Hopefully, we can get one or two, if not all of them back, uh, most of them back. Quinn um, Williams and yep, right. yep. So, so talking about ULM uh, and obviously, yeah. So let's turn to that. You know, it's like we said, it's it's a bad football team. Um, they, you know, haven't been. Probably great. the only one in the conference. They're, right. They're they're which the only a, one that you a, can really which point is a to. Big difference than which is, previous yeah, years. It's a huge difference, and it's it's one that we talked about where, you know, before the Louisiana game, you kind of look and you're like, where do we fit in this equation? Yeah. Are we more down there with the ULMs? Are we kind of maybe somewhere in the middle or, or upper middle class, if you will, of like the South Alabama's, Texas states, maybe coastal, or are we in that top echelon of the Arkansas states, Louisiana's, and App states? You know, now I I think we're we're somewhere in that middle to high, probably high. Hopefully, again, consistency category. Um, ULM is is in the basement. It, it is the kind of one outlier. It seems in the conference that's just a, a really poor football team. And again, haven't really been good for for a couple years. But lose their best player in Caleb Evans, quarterback. Um, don't really have an answer there. It seems they just lost to Texas El Paso, UTEP, thirty-one to six. This was the first. FBS win for UTEP since 2008. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> UTEP's really? a bad football team. Yes. Yeah. I, I was looking at it last night that the last time UTEP won, uh, it was, it was on the road. It was, uh, um, last, uh, FBS road win for UTEP since okay, the 2008. Road yeah. Okay. Road win since the 2018 season. Um, when they beat, uh, rice, they beat 2008 or 2018, 18, 18, 2018. They beat rice. You said 2008. That's what made me like drop my draw. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 2018. Okay. Um, so yeah, two years ago, first FBS road win. 
since being Rice, another bad football team. Um, so yeah, and they they absolutely destroyed him. Thirty-one to six. I watched you know the first half of that game, and ULM really had no answer um, for him. Uh, they, Our they team had their can't way come out passing. there right. overconfident. They need to come out right. there with like a we got to prove a point. You know that that that's just how it has to be. From here on out, every game is a prove a point. Prove a point that that you can beat a poor team like ULM. Um, prove a point that you can go on the road twice in a row and play good football. Um, prove a point that you belong and that we're going to make a statement in this conference. This is a good game to prove a point. Yeah, absolutely. And every every team, you know, they play. They've they've only scored more than seven once. Um, you know, they thirty one to six, like I said, against UTEP. Uh, their highest scoring so far was a 38 to 17 loss against Texas State, which we mentioned. And then, uh, which that wasn't even, I mean, that game wasn't even close. Oh, yeah, it I wasn't. watched, no, I watched no, that, that was, game. that was all garbage time. Yeah. That was all yeah. garbage time. And then you had the game, uh, at Army open, open the year 37 to seven, also not close from the start. So, yes, that, that's, so we probably have some film on what they're going to do opponent. to us with them yes. playing the Army. Okay. Right. And, and, and I, it, you know, their, their secondary looks, very weak and you mentioned you know they lost their best player by far um in uh Corey uh, uh Strotter uh which is um many people as the top DB or a top DB in, in group of five correct yeah not not just the best defensive back in the Sunbelt Conference but possibly in all the group of five by far their best player um he has he also uh, lost I think, a defensive undergoing, tackle or in yep. two that was a starter yeah, so 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 Strader, he's uh, undergoing wrist surgery. Decided to sit out. Obviously, he has NFL aspirations. So, you know, and it's already a weak secondary. Uh, you know, I, I saw it against uh, UTEP. They had their way with them, and then also running the ball. I'd I'd like to see us. You know, I mean, take take what they give us. You know, if if we're getting a bunch of uh, plays up the middle, then then do that. If if they can't handle the option on the outside, do that. If, you know, they are stacking the box and we can throw on them, we prove that we can throw the ball, um, uh, you know, efficiently. And that was one thing that we wanted to see. And I would. I'd, I'd come out and, and run the two-minute offense right out of the gate. I would, I, I'd come out throwing on them and, and, and go up, you know. Uh, yeah, that's, a, throat, that's, some, that's cho- some things that I've out. heard people out there ask about or, or – or suggest that we do that two minute kind of up tempo just gonna go i would love it i I would i would go out and 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 just again make a statement and and then and then you can kind of go into your base defense and you know once they're on the ropes you know like like we said choke them out with the run and 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 just pound i would love for us to have like be up 21 21 nothing like 10 minutes left in the second quarter that that would just be fantastic the bit the biggest thing for me and one thing we you you kind of alluded to but the the biggest thing it's it, yes finishing drives yes consistency. I think the most frustrating thing from our fan base right now, from an offensive standpoint, is the lack of big runs, lack big of big explosive runs, plays. big explosive. Really yeah. Well, I mean, we 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 saw plenty of passing. We saw, you know, we, obviously you had the the big play that was fumbled, but you had the the big one uh, from yeah, Wesley Kennedy for yeah. sixty one yards. Um, Bo Johnson, you know, was a fifty nine yarder. Caleb Hood, the twenty eight yarder, um, you know, to um, bring us for the two point conversion, and then uh, but running the ball. Like I said, you had J.D. King with twenty four carries. The longest run of the day was fourteen yards by Matt LaRoche. Longest run of the day, so you you have it to get better in that category. Yeah, he he stepped out of bounds. <laughs> Man, but you know that was so, a good run though. It was a nice. It was, he, that was it one. Was. Of, that was one of his better runs outside of the main game last year. That was probably one of his better runs that I've seen him have. 
Yeah, hundred percent. And and but I I know that's what's frustrating right now. It's I'm I'm glad we're passing the ball and and again we're doing it effectively and it's not always just a home run. Um, you're you're seeing different plays accomplish that right where it's not just the the deep bomb you're seeing different routes run you're seeing better reads by by words um he's he's throwing the ball probably the best he's ever done it and i wanted i want to see that continue obviously but but running the ball while you know we average over four yards a carry uh you know against louisiana and that's great and and most most times when you talk about option team and you say that you're gonna say all right they're gonna control clock which we did and and win the game but you also want to have, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, even five a game, you know, but but have those like two to three big 30 plus yard carries um, a game, you know, hopefully to go for a touchdown, but at least to, to set you up in the red zone or set you up in good position and and really gas the defense. That's what you want to see. And, and, and you know, running J.D. King up the middle, grinding out, you know, two, three, four yards every play. That's great. But let's see that mixed in with every now and then you have him bust out for 15, 20 yards. You have Wesley Kennedy on a pitch, go for 35. You have LaRoche take it to the house. The, you know, yeah. those that's what we want. We want to see the Fritz era of of, of those kind of home run well, plays mixed in. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. The, the, that was the big thing with Fritz, right? Even even on, don't, not even the touchdown, but it seemed like just about every drive or every other drive, you had a, a, a big play that got us deep into the opponent's territory that set up a score and you just don't see that you know you don't see those those big quick runs that you know take us from our 35 and now we're on their 25 and and we're on the death march now we're about to we're about to punch it in um yeah i mean that that's that would be fantastic to start seeing i just don't know how that happens i don't know if it's a blocking scheme that that is the issue or if it's play calling or if the defenses in the Sun Belt now are just faster and have adapted to this. I think this, it's a little bit this, of all that. The, the, one, the one thing that I saw in this game, and it was specifically because we didn't have a lot of big runs, like I said, but specifically on uh, the passing plays of, of how they could be better, and you mentioned you know LaRoche stepping out of bounds, it's, it's downfield blocking. Downfield blocking has yeah. to improve. It's one thing that we talked about with tight end play with um, uh, Doug Roos coming in. But also out of the wide receivers, you know, it, it's something that you saw in the Fritz era of down, you know, when, you know, Breed is going to steal all the highlights, reverse and field and all this. There's a reason why he's able to do that. Yes, it's pure athleticism and his speed, but you you had guys running down. You had Ellison running down, making blocks. We need to see more of that. You know, we need to see our wide receivers, tight ends running downfield or other running backs running downfield to make some of these blocks you saw you know we got away probably with a block in the back on, on one of those plays um you want to see those guys get in front of those uh tacklers and you know at least get in the way of, if not lay down a, a a big block um to spring those guys loose for even more yards so that's that's kind of my biggest from like a, uh, you know from a technician type standpoint is to see improvement in downfield blocking. If we can get more improvement in downfield blocking and get into that second, third level, um, that's where those big runs are going to happen. And, and you know, we saw better offensive line play against Louisiana, certainly, um, compared to, to Campbell. And got a lot of push up the middle, pretty good, you know, perimeter blocking. But, again, getting to that second, third level, that's going to be key for me against ULM and moving forward. Yeah, and I just don't want to see it against ULM either. You know, I want to see it when we go up against Troy, when we go up against App, when App, we go up yep. against, you know, 
much um, some of our more formidable opponents. I want to see that because also. if we're able to do that and, and, and maintain our, our passing game that we've seen, we'll be on something. Oh yeah, we will. We'll be, be yeah. we'll be the best offense that you've seen at Georgia Southern. I mean, honestly, you know, yep. it's it's and it really is. I mean, the, that's why I'm so optimistic right now, despite the losses, because the things we've seen, this correctable things, and it's it's seemingly kind of little things easier said than done. But if we're able to do these things. I mean, it's it's there. The potential is there for this to be a really dangerous offense, and it is. you know, and 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 that's that's why I'm I think, optimistic. Yeah, I think we, I think you and I both have the same feeling that we're on the cusp of it. Yeah, you know, and it's kind of one of those things in which it's like, do we get it with this last year of Shy Wirtz, or is it something that clicks next year with Justin Tomlin? Right. You know, and and I I just you know I just feel like we're we're almost there. Like we just have like the you see final glimpses pieces. of it. And yeah. What I saw out of works, I mean, again, 255 yards, you know, he puts the team on his back again. He makes that, you know, crucial uh, two point conversion play. It, it's there. I mean, he has the potential to lead this team. We have the receivers, you know, Darion Anderson with the catch, Caleb Hood with the catch, um, you know, Bo Johnson, you know, with, with the catch, yeah. the mistake, but the, the catch, we, we, you know, we have great tight, uh, which, tight end which play Which is now. why I don't get all the talk about why people want to, why people are so hard on the best and Coach Hudson and a lot of the offensive staff is, I think when you look at it, you kind of see where they're going with it. Yeah, you see, and, you, and see you see the evolution. The, you see, yeah, you see the, the hardships they took last year, which... I think any criticism on last year's offense is is unfounded. Even in the Liberty game, I think mm-hmm. it's unfounded. This year, you know, we were, we were pretty critical of the, the Campbell game. Let's be honest, we were. Um, I think this week they kind of shut us up a little bit in that regards. They did, um, and, and I hope and, I hope I hope and, we're and I hope they keep you know, on doing. It. Yeah, yeah, I hope they keep doing it. Yeah, because that that's the thing. I don't want to go back to. I, you know, we don't like doing that. You know, we don't like being that hard on the team. No. But, I mean, we're going to be hard on them if they deserve to be hard on. I think some people are being a little bit harder on us than we really deserve. You know, than yeah. we really deserve. Even the coaching little, staff deserves. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a little off base where it's like, yes, again, you can be disappointed that we lost. And, yes, we need to find ways to finish and find ways to win these games. But there's so many positives to take out of this. Uh, there is. Out of that there is. Again. And I think the only, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And I think offensive line play improved. I think, I think the thing about the offensive line that we have to consider is one, that position group when Lunsford and company came in, I don't think that position group was really well recruited, and they had to fill in a lot of gaps quickly. And that's a one position group in which it takes time to build up to, right? Like you just can't have an offensive lineman come out of high school and expect to go start immediately. Um, playing college football. You can't, I mean, you're talking about an 18-year-old kid going up against 22, 23-year-old men who have been in a collegiate weightlifting program for four or five years. That's just not going to work out. Right. So, you know, now we're in year three. These young men that they've recruited so far should be, you know, one, two years in. They probably need another year before they're kind of fully matured into the system. So I think I think we're starting to kind of see hopefully these these stepping stones and, and building blocks up to a, a more consistent and better unified offensive unit. I agree. And we'll be all the better for it. That's the yeah, thing. Exactly. I mean, you have your purists yeah. that want us, why are we running the ball? We you know, we we lost because, you know, we, we didn't eclipse two hundred yards rushing. You know, we still outrushed them and we almost uh, matched them in passing. You know, they had yeah. two hundred and eighty something, two hundred and ninety yards, we had two fifty five. And and yes, that's more balanced than we're used to. Um, but eventually, we have to get to that point. Right? But they gave it to um, us, right? You take what they yeah, give you. And exactly, and that's the thing. Us, yeah. 
if a team's going to give us that, we we have, and that's the thing that 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 you can tell defenses are like, well, we're going to make sure we stop the run game. We're going to if if they beat us, beat us passing. Well, if that's what defenses are going to give us, we got to take advantage of it. We got to force them to defend the pass so that we can open up the run. Yeah, I, I go back to that first game under Fritz against. Georgia State, you know, we we hadn't run a lot of like true like triple option, right? We go there in the Georgia Dome and we run just nothing but triple option because they proved that they couldn't stop it. You know, you 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 have to do, um, you know, take what the defense gives you, and if you open it up where you can do a lot of different things or aren't just so one dimensional, you're going to be a scary offense. And, and we're we're proving now that we can do that. And I'm 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 really excited for what the future holds. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. So with that, I am going to make a prediction this week, Cody. Um, you don't have to. Uh, I know okay. we haven't talked about it, but I am. I I, I think we make a You've statement been in this game. Itching to give a prediction. I, have, I I think we make a statement in this game. I think we eclipse thirty points for the first time of the season. Um, I think we uh, we shut them down. I think we come out early and and we're able to to run the ball effectively. But I think we get some big passing plays too, and I think the defense holds them. I'm going to say 34 to 10 is the final score in this one. Okay. I hope you're right. All I want to see is consistency. I want to see us finish drives. I want to see us come out with the same intensity and hunger to beat a team that we did last week. And I want to see this game get put away early. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to put a score on it because I know if, if it's another heart attack game in which we win or lose either nice. way, I know the fan base is going to completely lose their minds. Um and you know maybe deservingly so a little bit because that's just that we're, that shouldn't happen. There's no reason for it. There's if, no if, reason if there, for again. It. If there's one team on this schedule outside of the Campbell game, but you know we we're past that now. Um, one game on the schedule that you can look at and be like, this should be from start yeah. to finish, just a, course, a blowout. It's this game. Obviously, we're all healthy and there's no crazy COVIDness going on. Right. Um, but. If we're all healthy, if we're all there outside of the six, seven, eight guys who can't make it because of injury, then yes, this should be a game that we should handle, hopefully, pretty easily. Now, it doesn't mean that we go out there overconfident. It just means that we go out there knowing who we are, knowing who they are, and have the mindset that we're going to put them away. We're better than they are. Let's prove it. Let's show it. Let's take them out. Let's make it an old-school Georgia Southern game where we beat the opponent by halftime and it's 50-something nothing going into half or whatever the case may be. Absolutely. That's what I want to see. If that happens, then I'm going to be super excited to come talk about football on our next podcast next week. If it doesn't happen, it's another heartbreaker or a heart attack game, then it, it, there's it's going to be a tough one to talk about because now we got to get into the issues of consistency and are we a team that play up and down with our competition? If that's the case, then then something has to change up top and for our leadership and preparation to, for our teams to move forward. Yep, yep. No Jekyll and Hyde this week. Save my heart, Eagles. Let's go go out, get this victory, um, prove to be what who I think we actually are now, yeah. um, and, and get a dominant win. So uh, with that, Cody, we'll pick it up next week. As always, Hail Southern. Hail Southern. Thank you for listening to Gotta Talk. Be sure to visit our website, gotatalk.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Gata Talk Podcast for more news and coverage of Georgia Southern football. Reach out with questions, share your thoughts, or suggest topics on our social media channels or by emailing us at gatatalkpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, Eagle Nation, Gata and Hail Southern. Thank <laughs> you.